All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always, in the blockhouse. We got our new uh, soundproofing all around us. It's Blocked out the windows. Yeah, it's, in it's not 100 remodeled, but the blockhouse is on the come up. I wonder if you can hear it. it hopefully, can you it sounds hear good. It? Let us know if if you can't hear it or you can't hear us. Or <laughs> it sounds worse. Or, or if we fucked up. Or if it's just a blank, totally wrong direction. Blank podcast, and you're like, "What's going on here?" Which, in which case, you wouldn't know that I'm saying all of this. So oh. That's weird. Quandary I just introduced. Uh, Kelly, how's it going in the year 2020? Oh, well, I would say not great. Yeah, we did just listen to uh, a new album by Bob Dylan. That was good. That was good. So if you want to listen to that, um, who knows? We might have actually uh, talked about the album in some future world. But if you're in 2020, uh, more than likely we have not. I can guarantee you we are not going to talk about it, at least for the rest of the year. Uh, But if you want to hear our initial thoughts, uh, we do have an episode out there called First Listen for Rough and Rowdy Ways. So please do that. Um, we do reference that we were also recording this one around the same time. So we are uh, recording that, and it has been recorded, and you are currently listening to it. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as a Nelson, an unlucky score in the game of cricket. <laughs> named after Admiral Admiral Nelson, who was a naval commander, who was said to have one eye, one arm, one leg, though he never lost his leg. Alternate meanings have included one eye, one arm, one ambition, or one eye, one arm, one arsehole. To combat this bad luck, players and viewers will lift their leg up off the ground whenever the score comes up. Umpires will also hop, skip, and jump around when this score comes up as well to stave off the bad luck. And this week, we listen to the opener of 2006's Modern Times, Thunder on the Mountain. Honestly. Thunder on the mountain and as far as the moon. The rook is in the alley and the sun will be here soon. Today's the day you're gonna grab my trombone and bloom. All right, Kelly, we spent the entire week listening to 2006's Thunder on the Mountain off of Modern Times, as I said. Uh, This is a part of Music Video Month, potentially our last Music Video Month, uh, because we're running out of music videos. And you, at the end of last episode, which we filmed, uh, which we recorded a couple weeks ago, you uh, gave us the next five episodes in order. So we're not going to say what they are. We're just going to kind of roll with it. You want to spoil yourself, go spoil yourself. But um, we are here at Thunder on the Mountain. And this episode is brought to you by our newest patron. And what a good one to get. I, some people, you know, don't care about this song. And I don't I don't care about the haters. You know why? Because this episode is brought to you by Josue. Thank you so much Thank you. for being a patron. If you want to be a patron and get a random episode shouted out to you. And the show will always be yours. This episode will always be yours. And that's you will right. be on the show nights and all of that. Patreon.com. That's all you need to do. Absolutely. So how did you feel about this song? Now, we can't escape the fact that we also listen to Rough and Rowdy Ways. We're going to try not to bring that much into it. But this episode is – or this podcast is all about listening to Bob Dylan in the time and place that we were in. I mentioned uh, Thunder on the Mountain in our episode there. How did Rough and Rowdy Ways cover uh, – color all of this for you? It made it harder to listen to. I was already, like, not super on board. I'm very over Bob Dylan doing Rockabilly Blues Rock, whatever, with the woogie boogie piano on top. You're not fooling me. You're not. Same shit. Yeah, it. 
I feel like I've already listened to this song of his because it sounds like a lot of other songs he's done. And I feel like he's done better versions of it. Like this for me was not great. It didn't, it felt long. It didn't grab me lyrically or musically. It just That's why I watched the music video. It's only four minutes. It cut out. A whole verse. Verses. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. A lot of them. They oh, really? Out a couple. Yeah. Okay. It's a 12 verse song. Yeah. They don't oh. have 12 verses. On I only that. have it as like five. They cut out one whole page of my booklet. Basically. Amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, so not, no, definitely not one of my favorites. The okay. video was fun to watch, though. Yeah, so we'll talk about the video, and the context is very short, so I'll just roll into that really quick if we're, if we're good to go. Uh, it was, this is um, off Modern Times, and this is Modern Bob Dylan. We don't really know when he wrote this. We don't know anything in terms of the recording process. We know from people like Chris Shaw who engineer it that there are sometimes multiple takes, and usually they'll they'll end up playing a song over the course of a day. And we've listened to like Tello Bill that are full sessions. You know, we've been lucky enough to hear something like that. But for this, all we know is that between February and March 2006, he recorded this in one take as far as we know. Because wow. that's all they release, you know. But I'm sure, no, obviously sure, it wasn't. Yeah. Obviously it wasn't. Obviously they played this multiple times, rehearsed it and stuff. But uh, Or did they? No, they did. So for future, come on. I. For I future, I for one. future. Bootleg Series Volume 47 will get the Modern <laughs> Times Master Cut. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And this is just for the album itself. Stu Kimball is on guitar. Danny Friedman's on guitar. Donnie Heron, who is also on Rough and Roundaways, he's playing you know mandolin, steel guitar in this case. Uh, Tony Garnier, of course, on the bass. And the bass has been one of those constants throughout these last 30 years. Tony Garnier is the longest-running member with Bob Dylan. So he is the bassist all the way through. And then uh, George Roselli is playing the drums on this, which is different than Rough and Rowdy Ways. I think he just left the band um, here. Um, this was not officially released as a single, but it did get a music video, so that's kind of strange. So did Someday Baby, which was the official single, if you will. But apparently this was pretty successful. I mean, it's a good song. It's a fun song, at least. Uh, pump it on the radio or whatever. Uh, radio, that's a thing in 2006. I have no idea. Um, this song has been played 739 times as of this recording from October 13th, 20, 2006 to November 2nd, 2019, which I think was the last show he did pre-COVID. So it's totally – he will definitely play this song again. So that, that number will be wrong Yay. next time we visit this. Rolling Stone just did a list of the 25 – Best Bob Dylan songs of the 21st century. Released just a couple days ago to align with Rough and Rowdy Ways. And I'm just going to go through the ones that we've listened to just because I think it would be fun. Uh, number 24, and I'm, I'm leaving out the ones we have not covered yet, so no spoilers, people. 24, Must Be Santa. Yes, I agree. 18, number 18, and again, we're counting down to number one. Number 18, Soon After Midnight, which is our episode 51, classic Murder Bob song. Um, Spirit on the Water, number 17, which is the next song after this. Um, off Thunder on the Mountains, the second song on Modern Times. You remember the no, no, I do. Yeah. Uh, Tell Old Bill, which I just mentioned, uh, episode fifty-five was number fifteen. I contain multitudes is already number thirteen for them. Uh, Duquesne whistle, see, is no, number ten. This is a number ten. Song. Evoked for me that song too because yeah. like what a better version of this song. We'll talk more about that too. Thunder on the Mountain though, number nine. That's Bullshit. right. Besting. Excuse me. Uh, number seven, Key West. Already. Uh, number six, Pan Blood. A little too low. Uh, number five, just like your rankings for the Rough and Rowdy Ways album, number five, Murder Most Foul. Uh, and then I'm not going to give away four, three, and two, although I don't dis- I don't agree with it, but I don't super disagree with it. But number one, the number one best Bob Dylan song of the 21st century, Things Have Changed. 
number 61, our episode number 61, and a music video alum along with Duquesne Whistle. Oh, wow. It's a great song. Really great song. But it's such a typical list thing to do, right? It's like 21st century, but the number one was the first song that because that came out in 2000. Oh, these are all post the year 2000. 21st century. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, this list is fucking whacked. Yeah, where is Highway 61? Where what is the fuck? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. Sure. Wow. Sure. Wow. That, wow. That makes me feel Okay, so, so you thought number nine is in like the number nine of all time. Yeah, so I was like, this list is <sighs> fucked. Wow, you. <laughs> that sucks. That sucked for you. I, I would not like to be on that roller memory coaster. Memory problem and a listening problem. Yeah, yeah. Two problems. It, it makes it sense hard. when you say it at the end because I'm, I'm like, your reactions are so crazy. I'm like, I know you don't like the song, but Jesus Christ. Remember that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's only like 50 songs. And they also included some songs from like his covers. I'm like, oh. And that's really nice. I mean, some of them are really good covers, but. Yeah. No, I, I don't care. I take it all back. <laughs> Number nine. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> So, Kelly, the music on the song, as you said, you don't really care for the blues element of it. I think that – I think it slays. No, it's it's not necessarily like that it's blues. It's just like I just – I feel like he's done this so many times. Uh, it's in it B-flat major, if anyone Oh, good. Cares. I do care. I want to know this. Uh, and it's pretty simple. Like, the thing is – That piano is going – you hate the woogie boogie or whatever piano. But I like every element on here just because it's, it's very driving. And every time he comes to a thunder on the mountain, it's exciting because it's like thunder. It's like this the song is chugging along. It's not that I hate any of the elements individually. It's that this has been done before and by him. And it's just like, okay, great. I, I've already heard this song. I'm but not here for it. I would say that it's been done by him in this era. You know, it's not like he's doing this today, cashing in on a previous era. Like this was his style of music at that at time. time yeah. I think that just musically, I've been noticing this more and more with his songs where it's like just so jammy and it's not for me like there's where especially I, listening to that whole album we just listened to where everything was really intentional like yeah. there's so much thought and care put into that and for this it's like all right guys it's in b flat major fucking go nuts do whatever you gotta do especially the walking basses do 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 like wow that that's 150 years old cool uh tony garnier is killing it i'm sorry it's not that it's bad it's just boring the only spot that ever gets any deviation and change is on the openers it's that opening spot the opening music stuff to uh duquesne whistle the da, 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 oh yeah the, da, the intro da, and the da, closing da, da. to this is yeah there's yeah and then this thing is a really cool intro and it's got two little tiny solos in there none of the other songs have that in my head a lot of these openers are like you get a little bit of room to breathe actually like so the, like the jamminess of it all he doesn't actually jam the rest of the songs on these albums are by the book. They don't really do anything. Uh, we got Rollin' and Tumblin', Someday Baby, and The Levy's, Levy's Gonna Break. Those are the three other, like, straight-up blues rock songs Wait, on Modern Times. Wait, a song called Someday Maybe Some, and a song called Someday Baby? Maybe Someday. Oh, fucking hell. And okay. Someday Baby. Yes. So, the, But those three are the straight-up, like, blues songs. They do not deviate from anything in a way that, that this song does because it's the opener. I... That happens. Duquesne Whistle gets it. I think I can say Multitudes gets a like kind of that ethereal opening, kind of connecting obviously mm-hmm. to Burner Most Foul. But Beyond Here Lies Nothing is also quite unique to Together Through Life. We didn't really care for the song lyrically. It was very weak because of Robert Hunter, but it was it had these cool drums, like crazy cool outro. I think that 
the intros are actually the most interesting time for this type of song well, because make room for his lyrics yeah but there's lyrics but there's also the flourishes those like little solo things you don't get that in the rest of the album oh. so that's why i i think i really like the song because it's a fucking banger opener the guitars are allowed to fucking like solo and have a little fun solo time and bob's is just killing it i think if i saw this song live yeah I would feel completely differently about it because, like, the jammy stuff doesn't bother me if it's people playing it live. Yeah. And they probably were playing it live in the studio, but... Yeah, I would guess so. I don't know. Something about it being recorded is just like... Uh, uh, see, and I don't... I guess I don't I don't have nothing a... Nothing going on here. There wasn't, like, there wasn't, like, a lot of variance. There wasn't thought beforehand. You're right. I mean, in the end, even with the flourishes, I'm being semi-pedantic because it's, like, those flourishes could just be part of the song you know what I mean yeah. they're not really flourishes in the way that it feels unintentional with Rough and Roundy Ways it's almost like here are songs play on them and kind of do whatever you want yeah here's like, the key noodle boom go like noodle and for this it's not And but again part of the musical structure part of the style that they're playing in d- do they do it well do they do the walking bass line well do they do oh, yeah, of course. the guitar stuff as well as per like it, everything else he's, he's done musically like the, he gets amazing musicians and of course it's going to be perfect technically yeah but and not, really, not really the J- Jimmy I'm Jam. I'm never disparaging, like, the musicians. No, no, like, no, I know. I don't think we've heard a song where the musician, other than it's Bob playing the guitar by himself when he's just, like, especially as a kid, you know, just, like, yeah. fucking things up, quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Uh, or tuning his guitar as a song. <laughs> as a song. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, nobody's done a bad job. No, that's fair. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the music video. So we're not going to have a special special episode, especially not for this one yeah. uh, and next week's one either because we kind of been unintentionally without knowing it kind of did the same thing twice. So next week we'll kind of get a Is similar like a clip ver- show. It's a clip show, but it's kind of cool because it's 95, 90s fied, you know, um, or even maybe 80s. You know, the cool like it's got like stencil drawing like oh, the yeah. AHA video or whatever. <laughs> it does a lot of that. Nice. But like with weird cuts and stuff, I think Series of Dreams, I think we'll like a lot better than this one. I, although I, I like this video. I don't have any qualms about it. Um, so the, the so Thunder on the Mountain music video actually premiered on the website Slate. Remember oh, yeah. Slate? Slate's still around. Yeah, two, oh, I don't know. 2000, uh, December of 2006. Um, you could win a watch it and win a Bob Dylan signed guitar. I wonder who won the sure. guitar. Um, they described the music video as, quote, a whirlwind tour of the many phases and faces of Bob, from fierce 60s folk rock Tyro to white makeup cake troubadour to craggy old bard with a glean in his eye and a Vincent Price mustache. Mm. The video draws on several decades of archival footage, some previously unseen. It's a panorama of 40-odd years of American musical history and, for Dylan Freaks, a train spotter's dream. And Mm. I tend to agree with that. It's pretty good. Although, um, being immersed in this music video month shit, I'm like, I know what video that is. I got it. But it's true. If I was just a casual fan or whatever who didn't really see the videos, because before that, before we started doing this podcast, I did not know half of these music videos ever existed. Oh, wow. And this would have been a cool – I'm sure I watched this at the time, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. But again, we have a whole Rolling Thunder documentary never existed. You know, all these things that we now take for granted, you got to put yourself back 15 years ago. None of this shit was commonplace. YouTube did not exist. You know what I mean? Like – or in 2005 it came out, but, like, it's infancy. So, like, the world of just sharing Bob Dylan performances, the world of um, of just Bob Dylan having a YouTube channel to share all of his music videos, like, impossible. How would you find these? You know what I mean? So th- this video itself is pretty cool on that historical type of a- um, thing. But the contest was you would freeze frame, or they freeze framed, um, 20 
shots in the video and you had to guess he emailed them you emailed them dylan contest um i didn't even do dylan contest at slate.com uh entries need to be in if you're curious by december 15th 2006 okay. so if you have a if you've got a time machine you know what date to, to aim for no like, what was the contest like what were they supposed to do oh sorry you're supposed to guess the year the year oh, okay. that the performance was and some of them are going to share the same year but you just need to one through 20 here are the 20 images, one through 20, and whoever gets close. And then if there is a tie, because seemingly people will probably 20 out of 20, uh, you write a four-bar to uh, blues riff, uh, four-bar lyric to Thunder on the Mountain. Uh, and the best fun. one, the best one, judged by the editors of Slate, will win the guitar. I was like, that's really fun. That's I, really I, fun. I wish they had an update on who won or, or what like, happened. You the entries of everybody's blues lyrics. Like. Yeah. So, again, if you want a time machine, go back to December 15, 2006. Even if you miss it, at least you might know who wins the guitar. I don't know. Maybe That's they fun. announced it. I yeah. didn't see. Uh, but Thunder on the Mountain, I took I took still shots okay. from this. So I'm going to share it with you. And we're just going to go through, I think, some of these we'll recognize because we've done these music videos in the past. Um, and some of them I don't actually know. Um, so before we even like look through all of these and kind of just talk about them, which is really great for a podcast, what did you think about the video itself? Was this like – Oh, did you cool. recognize some of them or not? I did. I mean, okay. especially since we watched the Rolling Thunder. Yeah, thing. a lot of Rolling Thunder stuff. But that was probably yeah. radical. It's a fake time. documentary, altered documentary, untrustworthy documentary. The Martin Scorsese uh, questionable presents Bob Dylan presents right, sign yeah. on the window presents Game of Thrones <laughs> season seven, the Rolling Thunder review. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, I think they did a good job. A lot of the choices they made for the clips were intentional to line up with the lyrics and like where the song was at. Um, and I do like how they grouped the images that were kind of similar, like um, especially at the end, they like it was all about him, his face, like yeah. putting stuff on his face, and like other shots of his face, like where it was, yeah, it, it was it was fun for what it is. It was just like a bunch of clips of his. Yeah, it worked well together. I won't forget the cow because I hate that line. We haven't talked about that, but fuck the cow. We will get into that. But yeah, I mean, just Should like I tell you my favorite moment. Yeah, yet? please, please. Oh, oh, my favorite moment is if you watch the video, it's only four minutes long. Yes, I believe it's at minute one fifty-seven. He's wearing what I can only describe as an Iggy Pop wig with a hat. This is clearly like a Western vibe and holding a gun. He's got a full beard. And I was like, what? I stopped and screamed. I was like, what is this? So I think, I think it bears it bears a little bit. Let's like I just want to go through all of the things that are in this video. So we, we obviously talked about Rolling Thunder. We got the white face and everything like that. We've got 1989 Bob most of the time video, which we'll listen to at some point. That's a great classic song. Oh, and I was trying to look at all those guitars because he's playing the guitar in almost all. Yeah, of them, and a lot so. of them exactly. Yeah. Um, Blood in my eyes. We get a lot of that Bob with his top hat walking around. Okay. Well, we're gonna actually that's part of our we're gonna listen we're gonna get that one very soon. So we'll talk about this video, which is really good because it's just him fucking walking around. So these are kind of Clips from other videos. Clips from other videos, yeah. But some of them I do not know. So we have uh, Dylan, Tom Petty, I think, knocking on Heaven's Door. Again, with the benefit of YouTube, you can kind of have a hunch Mm -hmm. and look it up. So I did my best. So I think that there's a shot of Bob Dylan playing acoustic guitar. It's all black around him. And he seems to be wearing a vest that he's wearing in a video with him and Tom Petty. And it definitely feels 80s. It Absolutely 80s with the hair and stuff. And also being on a big stage. (laughs) Because the Heartbreakers had the clout at the point, and he was like really skirting off of that because he's at a low point uh, at this point. So that was um, th- so that's my vibe. I think uh, we watched not not dark yet. So remember that like nineties. Uh, yeah, I, I should have mentioned this when we were talking about the album. But yeah, not dark yet is like. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely. 
the what's the first song? Why can't I remember the name of the song? Uh, I can tell multitudes. Yeah, it's a very similar vibe to I can tell multitudes. And I would say sure. again, another example of like a bluesy type of thing. That's what I've done. Understated and yeah, totally. And then we are. Uh, a lot of shots of him doing the Hard Rain TV special, which has not been actually officially released in any form. Uh, this is in Fort Collins, Colorado, for oh. the hard, where the Hard Rain, well, some of the Hard Rain um, um, album, the live album from 76. That guitar is fucking nuts. I want to know what that is. Guitar is beautiful. He's got the head wrap th- on, and then this is, yeah, I mean, this is. Uh, like he's traveling through the desert. Yeah. And that's uh, the Colorado, Fort Collins probably whatever school is there right that's a football well, that's csu that's the rams oh, that's, i would i would think well that, that's boulder though right no boulder is cu this is buffaloes oh oh Buffs. oh and what is what csu is rams csu oh Colorado state yeah, yeah. fort collins oh uh, totally yeah. that's 100 percent where they are yeah so that a lot of stuff from the from the hard rain tv special which we will watch i do have it so we'll watch that at some point uh mass and anonymous was a movie he did in 2003 uh, which contains Cold Irons Bound, the t- the music video. So that's him with kind of the cowboy getup. And this is from a movie. It's from a movie, 2003. Oh, shit. John Goodman's in it. Tons of people are in it. Yeah, he's does he Jack... have like an extended part? Or is he oh just yeah, like... no, it's him. He's Jack Fate. He's a character in it. <laughs> what movie night, Kelly? We Dude, got we, we got have movies. a lot of movies to watch. We got movies to watch. We got movies to watch. And then mo- and there's more stuff here. So uh, we also have Emotionally Yours from Empire Burlesque. He did like three videos off Empire Burlesque, the worst album. It's incredible that we've listened to that entire album and I can't remember a single song other than When the Night Comes. Well, and that's coming up we too. We actually did that. One, we actually so. did that, but you can't forget Emotionally Yours. And yet here I am, having forgotten it. Question mark. There is a, a shot. <laughs> So there's some that I'm not perfect. I don't know. I'm not trying to like – I tried to look up, see if somebody had done something like this, kind of like with Joker Man. Yeah, They sure. cut up everything. I do not know. There's a scene of uh, him with uh, shaggy hair. It's it's kind of big hair. But um, so for me, I'm dating it to like 1973. So I'm if thinking – I had to guess, I would say. I would say I'm thinking it's probably from Concert of Bangladesh or The Friends of Chile, which was 1972. So I think it's a live performance there. That's my guess because he's got his uh, harp on his um, on his ma- the mouthpiece yeah. or whatever. So that's my my guess. hair alone. Just like obviously his age, I and not no context, but just little pieces. I would say definitely post blonde on blonde pre Rolling Thunder. Yeah, so that's a shot in the yeah. video as well. And then Kelly's referring to Cross the Green Mountain, the uh, the music video, which was for the Gods in General soundtrack. So he is a in the Civil War. He's doing a lot of. Um, he is a Civil War character. Oh not really because he's not wearing period piece or anything like that. But he is like riding a horse in here. It's a whole thing. It's actually a really f- weird video. But uh, th- that one I actually really want to talk about in the future. That's something that I'm still like researching him. I'm, I'm researching Bob Dylan and the Union and the Confederacy. I'm really interested because he kind of comes down on all sides. And I just want to know what Bob Dylan thinks. So we're, we'll get to cross There's the Green Mountain at oh, some point. Like, I just this image, this image with him and the gun and the little hat and the suit. Fake hair. I mean, let's. There's let's nothing it. wrong with the image inherently, and I like him doing like I'm a gruff cowboy guy or whatever he's doing. Holding but the his Iggy Pop wig is like it really fucks it up. Uh, things have changed. Features here uh, the number one song of the 21st century via Rolling Stone. Uh, we get a little shot of him driving in the car, and that video was great. We and watched that. Was that. From a movie too, that was right? from. Um, Wonder Boys? Yes, I think it's Wonder right. Boys. Yes, it is. Uh, and then we get a couple from what I think are Don't Look Back or Eat the Document. I kind of don't know the exact. Those are ones that we need, definitely need to go back and watch. But we get these old shots of Dylan. We have a shot of John Lennon, him in the car with John Lennon. And then, of course, we've got the, the cow. cow. Um, love it. The cow scene is cute if it weren't for the lyric. Yeah. And then we have another 80s one. I get the... the <coughs> 
<coughs> the vest I couldn't quite match up with the petty one before. Yeah. So it feels different. I just don't know, but I feel like it's it's obviously the same era. I mean, that's talking. when the night comes flying in the sky for sure. I mean, not actually from that video. But, but it's like, from that era, yeah. Then we have Joker Man, of course, with him looking fucking like a big weirdo. <laughs> um, and then this one, uh, there's a shot of him walking out into a like a Carnegie Hall type of situation with a big spotlight on him. One that I didn't know, though, is... Dylan's playing piano in this, and it looks like the motherfucker playing guitar is like Elton John, but it's not. And then we got like this guy here, and I do not know what it is for the life of me. The jacket's really interesting. He's wearing too. a jacket, it's like a motorcycle leather jacket, but like not like a classic one. It's got it's like a dirt bike leather jacket. So if you guys, if anybody knows that 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 clip, um, he's playing piano, two guitarists up there. One of them looks like Elton John. I, I probably feel dumb, but it's definitely from the 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 eighties. I mean, it's got to be yeah. late seventies, eighties. Um, I don't know who they are. Hmm. I, I feel dumb, but yeah. Then we get um, more shots from Don't Look Back and stuff, but uh, performing obviously with um, with the band. Um, in England on the 66 tour. Uh, and then we get um, stuff we're going to get soon. Unbelievable is represented. We got Bob um, and Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. So we're really spanning everything at this point. Tight connection to my heart where he's wearing his uh, motorcycles. Ooh, I knew that was the one, the Japanese one, right? But they didn't They didn't use anything but this shot. I know. Which I happened across this shot when I was looking through because I was like, I thought they didn't use Tech Connection because that's where he's wearing all the splashy oh, colors yeah. Yeah, yeah. and looking terrible. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things that's ever existed. <laughs> and they chose wisely not to. Well, that was on Empire Burlesque too, right? That was Empire Burlesque. Okay, Burlesque. so I remember two songs. Absolutely. Um, there's a shot of him in a white shirt. Not Live Aid. That's not Live Aid, no, because I went to find the Live Aid performance and he's got his shirt sort of opened up this one's not opened up it's also he's behind a big american flag so that's not that at all uh then there's a performance with tony garnier who's looking young looking good got a pork pie hat on and bob's wearing like a sort of um gray suit uh played a really nice piano similar to the unplugged piano video we watched yeah not unplugged Mm -hmm. so already checked that out thanks kelly but no no it's true i thought that right off the bat because you got camera crew back there Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it is. So there's a couple of mysteries here for me. I'll put all the images I couldn't link on our show notes at some point. So if you're listening to this, go check and Solve just see. Solve the puzzle. You know, email us, SOTWpod really at gmail.com, and I would love to know how stupid I am. Unseen for me is Sweetheart Like You. Ooh. This was not. You didn't see this one at all. I'm going to show you a couple of images. The beard. The beard. Now, I like this video. We're actually, this is coming up. This is going to be our next uh, Two episodes from now, Sweetheart Like You. So we're going to get a close-up shot of that beard. Mm. He's playing in a cafeteria as somebody mops the floor. So, yeah, nice. it's a thing. Uh, when the Night Comes Falling from the Sky, never forget the uh, yeah. everybody. Beep, beep, no, beep. but also everybody. Remember leaning yeah. in? Well, that's, yeah. that's what happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Didn't see that. And Political World, oddly enough. Um, he's like rich people are eating dinner and he's singing his um, Political World song. And mm. I, that wasn't represented at all either. So. It's weird. The, the things that they choose to include and choose to ignore. Especially I, how much they did, like, similar clips or, or clips, a bunch of clips from the same exact From the same exact thing. When you could have included yeah. all of them. So, th- so that's it. I mean, I don't, I, there's not a whole lot to say except for um, it's kind of a kaleidoscope, you know, from him being, uh, you know, roughly the first time we ever got to see him in 64, beyond, you know, live and all the way up till now. Across the Green Mountain was just before this was um, a song. 2005, so right before modern times. So, I mean, we're up to the present, really. So I wonder why they chose to cut like nearly two minutes out of the song. It's only I, four minutes long. It's only four minutes long, exactly. Um, I think just because 
MTV was probably more of a thing then too. Sure. It's like you want to get people to watch it. People would watch now an eight minute video. Yeah. Um, I mean, 2010 was Runaway. Um, so I think we're a little too off from putting out those long ass videos. But I, that's the thing about Bob. I think if Bob was a younger spryer man, I we might do something crazy with Murder Most Foul. You know, I do a seventeen minute long video. That'd be fucking awesome. I'm genuinely that's probably awesome. gonna happen. I hope so. I think it would be really interesting. Even just give it to some filmmaker to just make it and sort of like do your own vision of all these people and just have it like a Johnny Cash type of thing where you're like a kaleidoscope of. You know, that's why Hurt is so powerful because you're seeing an old man, very old, and you have his younger, all these images but of him as a young man. already has done this, obviously, twice, it sounds like. What do you mean? Where it's just like a, his... No, no, not of Bob Dylan, not of Bob Dylan. No, 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 oh. of all of the people mentioned in, right, yeah. in Murder Most Foul. You kind of like take all of them, take all of their lives and mash them all together yeah, cool. in some weird, crazy kaleidoscope of, of moving pictures would be really cool. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of the song, I never, I don't even know if I watched the video when I, when this first came out. Um, for me, this was all about new song, new Bob Dylan, going out to buy the record. This is my first Bob Dylan album I bought, as I've said multiple times in the last couple of episodes, and I was super excited for it. I had not heard Thunder on the Mountain. I'd heard Someday Baby because that was a signal single. And putting this on, driving back home from Best Buy, Kelly, tell me you're not in a, in a fucking brown Ford Taurus pumping the sh- – on CD. Pop it in. Pop in the CD. You're not skipping around. It's you're not going anywhere. 2006, August of 2006. I am riding home in Norfolk, Virginia. We're fucking Thunder on the Mountain, baby. I was psyched. Thunder on the mountain rolling to the brow Gonna get up in the morning, walk the high road down Some sweet day I'll stand beside my king I would betray your love or any other thing Kelly, the song itself, let's, let's get into it. Is there anything in the song that stands out to you lyrically or, or any sort of movement or anything like that that you're super into? No. There are things that stand out to me lyrically, but not that I'm into. Oh, yes. Not that you're into. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about, you know, going through every verse or anything like that. But we can start. We can just start with small stuff. So at the very very first line, like starting it off, we have this really cool intro and then thunder on the mountain fires on the moon. Come on. That's cool. There's a ruckus in the alley and the sun will be here soon. Today's the day I'm going to tr- grab my trombone and blow. And then there's hot stuff here everywhere that I go. I like the Thunder on the Mountain Fires on the Moon thing. Um, and then there's um, the f- – I. you can read this in a multitude of ways. Some people really read it religiously, Exodus chapter 19, 16 through 19. So you can you can go read that on your your own time, and that's usually where this sort of starts at for any sort of uh, religious inclination to this song is just the thunder on the mountain, God speaking through fire to Moses. Uh, so that's certainly an element of it. But the most interesting part of this song is definitely Alicia Keys, right? Wow. I mean, so I was thinking about Alicia Keys. I couldn't keep from crying. She was born in Hell's Kitchen. I was living down the line. I'm wondering where in the world. Wow, Alicia Keys could be. I've been looking for her even clear through Tennessee. Is now she I, from Hell's Kitchen? She's from Hell's Kitchen. Oh, nice. Okay. But Tennessee, I, there's no connection to Tennessee as far as I know. It just rhymed. It just rhymed. Well, more than just a rhyme, but we'll get into that. Apparently, he saw her Grammy performance, um, probably 05, 04, whatever, and he was impressed. And I'm about to say the most 2006 sentence that I can possibly muster. 
John Mayer texted Alicia Keys about this. <laughs> Alicia Keys said, quote, he texted me saying, you're not going to believe this. Bob Dylan wrote a song about you. It was a mind blower and an honor, which is not true. John, you're a liar. A song about, about you. About you. Uh, but either way, you're in the song. It's a mind blower and an honor. And then another part of me was wondering what he was thinking. Maybe he read something about me and it said when I was born and he got into thinking about his own life back then. I'm not sure what line he was living down, but I know he knows and he knows what all it means. I'm glad I'm in a Bob. I'm, I'm glad I'm in Bob Dylan's songbook. I hope to meet him. I hope to get to meet him one day. That's so cute. That's very cute. And um, there's no in- indication if they did. I don't. I'm sure they did. I mean, it would be kind of crazy if they didn't meet. Yeah. But a very, uh, very nice response from her. I think uh, it's actually based on a Memphis mini song called Ma Rainey. I was thinking about Ma Rainey. Wonder where Ma Rainey can be. I've been looking for her even clear through old Tennessee. So clearly the reference was to that. But as to what Memphis Minnie was talking about, I don't know if it's like, obviously she's thinking about Ma Rainey, who's somebody who's already passed, not passed on in terms of death, but like was a fixture for her and now is not around in music. So it's kind of long, longing for that. So I think a lot of people have sort of saw it as like, you know, he saw in Alicia Keys something that he was doing and he was excited about where has this person been this whole time? And I don't know if he still listens to Alicia Keys or well, I, what it was. I don't know. Again, to Bob Dylan's credit about his musical knowledge, I think yeah. that it's really cool that instead of being a jaded dick about modern music he's like i think he heard so and maybe he is he probably is to an extent he definitely stands for the old stuff but i don't think that he hates regardless of when it happens or the genre or whatever he heard someone who was composing something beautiful on the piano and had a voice of a goddamn angel and was like wow this is great and i think that's i hope and i can't imagine that he doesn't have the perspective of when something is fucking beautiful and it gets you the end yeah and that's cool. That's cool. He was like, man, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I, it's, like, it. I don't know how many songs Alicia Keys has played at Bob Dylan's, but she did do Pressing On off of Saved. Mm-hmm. Maybe my favorite of his religious period songs. In the era, especially of the band and all of that stuff, like we were trying, American Idol, we we're trying to make artists. But I, maybe he respects her for not being made, you know? So well, just out of nowhere. I mean, at some point, a, a label or whatever is going to pluck you and promote you. But, and they do. And they did. But she was huge. It's obvious when you don't have the chops behind it. I mean, yes. whether or not you like Lady Gaga, Stephanie's a great pianist and a wonderful singer. Right. So, like, the image and all the trappings of pop or whatever it is and the monster you become or, or whatever, yeah. it's it's rare when you find someone when you've ripped all that away and they're still an amazing musician. Yeah. And Alicia Keys is definitely one of those people. The Alicia Keys thing also speaks to something we talk about a lot on the show, which is a park bench song. This is a classic, classic park bench song of just hearing a bunch of a fucking random ideas. Oh, yeah. And I think it's up to you at the end to kind of pull it together or not. Um, I would say not. I would say for the most part not too, um, but I do have a couple ideas. Um, so as we continue onward into verse three, uh, feels like my soul is beginning to expand. Look into my heart. You will sort of understand. You brought me here, and now you're trying to run me away. The writing on the wall, come read it and see what others say. 
uh, for me, listening to Rough and Rowdy Ways, I thought of False Prophet. He says, you know, I know what happened. I saw it begin. I opened my heart to the world, and the world came in, sort of talking about my soul's expanding. Look into my heart. You might understand. He's also had things like where he says people can listen to my music, and they don't really know who I am. They might think they do, but they don't. And I think with this, it's kind of like, it's funny. You brought me here. You brought me to this world of singing, and now you're trying to run me away. And it's like, no, no, no. I ain't going nowhere. So it's kind of uh, interesting. And then we move on, you know, back to another Thunder on the Mountain. So it kind of the structure for me is like it's 12 verses. And so we kind of Thunder on the Mountain four times, you know, so it kind of feels organic. And that's kind of where all the solos and soloing comes. So you're always excited when they start going off and then you're getting a good Thunder on the Mountain rolling like a drum going to sleep over there. That's I think where that's the music's how I have it from. split up is like every Thunder on the Mountain. page of my book is, yeah, it starts with Thunder on the Mountain. So there's only Which four. is, I think, wise. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They cut out a ton of the song. I mean, I'm not a big fan of this song, but the guy, like, Bob Dylan was wanting to do, shoves a lot of words into this song and, and does it in a cool rhythmic way, too. Like, the way that he's yeah. able to manipulate songs into phrases that maybe shouldn't fit. He does it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in that verse that I was just doing on it, you know, I don't need a guy to already know the way. Remember this. I'm your servant both night and day. Clearly talking about Jesus. But then later, the next verse, you know, pistols are, pistols are popping. The power is down. A lot of alliteration. I love yeah. that. Uh, but then the sun keeps shining in the north wind. Keeps picking up speed. Just like him. He's picking up speed. His cadence is picking up speed. Well, this whole page, this whole two, three verses, whatever it ends up being in real life. In real life, <laughs> real life. IRL. It's not in the music video. I know, yeah. yeah. Which is which is fair because I have nothing to say about it. Oh, I do. Because the pistols are popping and the power oh, is no, down. Oh, sorry. I'm oh. sorry. This whole page. Oh, oh, oh. We're dealing with two different source materials. We're doing, <laughs> yes. I'm just going verse by verse. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you don't have anything to say on that. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, and then we get to, uh, I've been sitting around studying the art of love. I think it'll fit me like a glove. I want some real good woman to do just what I say. Everybody got to wonder what's the matter with this cruel world today. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting. It's interesting because I've never once thought about the line. Because in my head, this is just a collection of nonsense or collection of references I don't understand. But it is weird to think because it's really too interpret. Well, what's your interpretation? Before well, I-, I mean, I have two. So it's it's yeah. either he's a sexist asshole who's like, I want a woman to obey and do whatever I want. Yeah. Or it's a commentary on it. Those are the only two yeah. takes where it's like, wow, like because the the following line is everybody's got to wonder what's the matter with this cruel world today. It's like, right. wow, I, can you believe people want women like that who are just subservient and right. do like gross? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I came down on it, too, because the last two lines are just con- in a way either contradicting one another or not. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I take it as like sitting down reading the art of love. I think it'll fit me like a glove in that art of love, the studying of the book, the art of love, which is not a book, but like he's studying the concept of love. He he comes to the conclusion or this person comes to the conclusion that I just need a good woman to do what I say. Uh, but then you get this incongruent line. Everybody's got to wonder what the what's the matter with the cruel world today. So, yeah, it's either Bob commenting on that's what the art of love has become, which is like there is no love. It's just finding somebody that you can control mm-hmm. and you got to wonder what's the matter with the cruel world today. Or if he's taking on the sinister aspect, I see it as uh, it's the same person throughout all of it. And he's wondering why is the world so cruel? It would not be so cruel if, if everybody would still if everybody yeah. would submit. Yeah. yeah, if everybody would become that, you got to wonder 
what's the matter with the world? Yeah. But it, I don't. It's not really phrased like that. And also, I don't think Bob truly believes anything like that. So I think yeah. I think it's more the latter. It's probably that the art of love. He's commenting on romance and etiquette and shit like that. And you know, I having that kind of thing. But it's not off brand. But it's very strange. I mean, it's like the just like a woman thing over again. Totally, so. totally. I don't feel. I I tend to to think that it's his commentary on how I think so. it's fucked up that people do that to women specifically because that's what he's saying in the world. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, and I can't listen to him anymore if I don't think that that's That's the a point. So. Yes. We're going to have to move <laughs> on. We're going to move on. <laughs> uh, thunder on the mountain, and then we're back to thunder on the mountain, roll into the ground, going to sleep over there. Oh, no, sorry. Going to wake up in the morning, walk a hard road down. <laughs> and then some sweet day I'll stand beside my king. I wonder who that is. I wouldn't betray your love for any okay. other thing. <laughs> see if this is a gay song that's even better yeah. it's even better because then all the stuff before you know some sweet day I know the... it's always Jesus but maybe he's just gay for Jesus yeah remember this I'm your servant both night and day mm-hmm. little, little servant uh, master role play going on here uh, I love it just because at that point I don't know every time Thunder on the Mountain starts I kind of key back into the music and the music is always uh, Roselli is fucking pounding the drums and it's just like everything clicks in those moments where Thunder on the Mountain the the phrasing of that works so well with the music it just and the rest of it kind of fades away and then he kind of brings it back to thunder on the mountain and that is just good it's good shit i really like it uh and then we get a really strange uh verse verse eight gonna raise me an army some tough sons of bitches i'll recruit my army from the orphanages i've been to saint herman's church i've said my religious vows I've sucked the milk out of a thousand cows that's where i throw up in my mouth <laughs> so what the fuck is up with the orphanages Incredible. St. Herman is a real person. Uh, he was an Orthodox saint. He's now a saint, but he was an Orthodox Christian. He's Russian. He was actually from Russia, mm. Russian America. So he came here in 1794. So even before Lewis Clark and all that kind of stuff, he was up there. Um, he died in 1836 on a, a Spruce Island. Uh, which is, uh, if you're looking at Alaska, you know how like there's a tail or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like where the tail is going, right at the beginning of the tail, if you're like uh, tracing it back to land, there's an island there in the Gulf. Oh, right. of, was, so it's like basically connected to Russia. So all that kind of goes out. Yeah. So r- if you follow the tail back, kind of to the mainland, before you get there in the Gulf of Alaska, um, there's a big island there, That's Spruce Island. You in risk. And there isn't. It's true. There is a um, church there. So when he says, I've been to St. Herman's Church, um, it's the St. Sagarius and Herman of Valum Chapel, built in 1898 on the site where he was buried. And he's since been canonized and all of that stuff. And he was always known as a, um, a defender of the native people there. He was also like a hermit. I mean, he, he be, went to Spruce Island to be away from people, and he, he gathered a following, and he was a very simple man and apparently a gentleman. Uh, so I think Bob Dylan is referencing him because he's hyping up his own calmness his own mm. you know how gentle he is and how whatever uh, and then he comes out uh, suck the milk out of a thousand cows this is a very braggadocio thing we talked about bragging uh in false prophet but I, this this whole thing is a brag to me right. i fucking have an army of orphans i'm also a saint and cows you like to drink milk bitch i've drank no. out of a thousand cows straight up <laughs> straight up straight out <laughs> i i drink a lot of milk okay i am very strong I That's have lots of calcium. All about calcium. Bone density on fleas. <laughs> yes. So I think that's what 
That's all that is to me. It's right. just one big fucking brag. It's also crazy because Bob Dylan has not sucked a thousand cows. Bob Dylan has not gone to Spruce Island where St. Herman's Church is. He does not have an army of orphans uh, or the narrator. You know, it's, it's, it's all just kind of like crazy, not out of this world nonsense, but like weird brags. This got to weird be in the brags. video and the one before I didn't. You have to because you, you have a shot of him with cows. So you have to have it. I know. Verse 9, I got the pork chop. She's got the pie. She ain't no angel. Neither am I. Shame on your greed. Shame on your wicked schemes. I'll say this. I don't give a damn about your dream. Sweet solo. Um, the pork chops and pie come straight from Leroy Carr's getting all wet. And if I die, you will regret. Papa must eat or he will die. You got pork chops, you got pie. Share it with Papa and don't forget. Papa's in the rain, don't get nowhere. Uh, great song, uh, by the way. Uh, it was on the um, Vocalion uh, record uh, with Just Worrying Blues. 10-inch shellac, November 1929. I'm just now, as we're talking about it, realizing pork pie hat. Pork pie hat, yes. No, like but it's line, a straight actually. up. Pork, pork chops and pie is straight lifted from Leroy Carr. Gotcha. Getting all wet. So, and also kind of uh, in a world where you squint, your ears are squinting, uh, getting all wet is kind of the basis for this song. Thunder on the Mountain, heavy as can be. Mean old twister bearing down on me. The ladies in Washington are scrambling to get out of town. Looks like something's going to happen. Better roll your airplane down. How do you roll an airplane? Uh, this is straight up lifted from Kokomo Arnold's Mean Old Twister. That also has the exact line. Looks like something bad's going to happen. Better roll your airplane down. Now that mean old twister's coming. Oh, people running every which way. Now that mean old twister's coming. Poor people running every which way. Everybody's on a wonder what's the matter with this crew was today. Okay. But you still don't know how to roll an airplane. No. Down. I don't know. I guess you just mean land. You better land. Yeah. Roll your bad. airplane down. Or like do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Do you remember yes. Starbucks? Oh, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody's shooting at it. You gotta do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Maybe some maneuvers. <laughs> That's why anybody bought Star Fox again, like on any iteration from and Switch or whatever. Just vibrate when they're talking. Pepper. Yep. Oh my god. Verse eleven. Everybody's going, and I want to go too. Don't want to take a chance on somebody new. I did all I could. I did it right there and then. I already confessed. No need to confess again. I like that entire sentiment uh you know again if because if you're lo- taking the video as something of a retrospective and you take maybe modern times like all of his albums as this might be the last we ever hear that 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 verse in particular which i think is yeah definitely part of the video i'm pretty sure um is a pretty good verse because it really like sums up like i'm not sorry about anything that i've done and we talked about it on rough and rowdy ways you know i make i have no apologies to make and i contain multitudes like I like that. I like that I have no regrets. I like that Bob Dylan does not have regrets. That's great. It's an interesting concept. Can you be apologetic but not regretful? Because I feel like that's the space I occupy. 
I'm sorry if I hurt anybody, but I don't regret that I did it because no, no, no. I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't done it, right? I think Bob would say the same thing. I can take multitudes, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't regret it. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have done things in a certain way, but also I'm not one to fuck with time yeah. and who's to say what could have happened if I didn't do those things, which I don't know. It's kind of a crazy way to live your life, especially if it's about hurting other people. You just like callously don't care. It's probably not a good look, but in terms of doing other things in your life, I totally, well, that's the thing. It's like the apology is sincere. It's not that I don't care that I did that. Yeah. Incorrect. I'm speaking for me. I don't yeah, know what yeah. life is, but I feel bad that right. I did that, but I don't regret that I did that. That's what I'm saying. Like, is yeah. that possible? Yeah, it's true. Absolutely possible. Yeah. Because one could argue if you were truly sorry, you would wish you'd never done it in the first place. No, I don't think that's true. That's not real. That can't be a thing. Because that's trapping yourself in it, not only in that loop, but then you're trapped in the other loop before it that got you to that loop that you would have to then apologize for what you did to get into that loop. And then it's like a never ending cycle of guilt. Of guilt. Yeah. I think that what you should be guilty about is like the really bad. The really bad shit you do that are like outside of the norms of like breaking up with somebody or telling sure. somebody the truth or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And then finally, we end with uh, got to make a lot of money. Going to go up north. I'll plant and I'll harvest what the earth brings forth. The hammers on the table, the pitchforks on the shelf for the love of God. You ought to take pity on yourself. Sweet. Awesome outro. Playing it's, guitar. It's a dig on pitchfork. <laughs> I don't think he's ever seen Pitchfork in his life. I love some self, some self love from Dylan. You take pity on yourself, although maybe that's bad. Take pity on yourself. Be, be pitiful to yourself, on yourself. And I guess it's not a great look. And the I'll plant and I'll harvest what the earth brings forth. I mean, that's very much a Bob Dylan. If you were going to ask him what type of music he makes, he could sum it up with that. I plant and I harvest what the earth brings forth. I don't think about it trans writing. I'm just. Mm doing what I do, and if I'm doing anything, I'm a farmer. I am taking right. the songs that are out there, I'm putting the seeds in the ground, and I, what comes up, it's a beautiful, I mean, it's it's a, it's a corny, it's corny, because literally corn grows from the ground, it could be corn that comes out, but like, it is corny, but, but it's not untrue. But do a song from the 70s about him like being entranced by a creek? I mean, watch the river flow. No, 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 from the 70s. We're that is about, like, from 1971. Oh. Watch no, the river flow. Talking, oh, maybe it was that. But yeah, what, that what, is it. That is watch it. the river flow. Some where he's just watching the river. And like, yeah. I mean, uh, the new Mo- new morning stuff has some stuff yes. on there. Yeah, no, it's yeah. from that album. Is that not on that yeah, album? Yeah, well, no, it's not. Okay, that's no. what I mean. We did a song. It's before. right afterwards. Yeah, we've done New Morning. We've done What's the Gypsy. Oh, it's New Morning. Can't you hear that rooster crowing? Rabbit running down across the road. Just to see a smile underneath the sky blue. Honestly. Right, New Morning is a great example of that too. Of like, I'm uh, even like this. I'm gonna plant and harvest what the earth brings forth. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna be sorry. I'm gonna. I'm on a new, new morning. It's a new morning <laughs> with you. You know, I don't know. I, I I like it. So Kelly, does this song work in 2020? It's only 14 years old. I would say that it works just as well as it did then, which for me, not at all. That's it. I mean, it's, it's just, if you like blues rock, this is. Great. But the Bob Dylan aspect isn't. Uh, is this not a good example of Bob Dylan doing that? Is this not a good example of a good Bob Dylan lyrical delivery? Like, 
if I'm thinking about songs I want to get people to try to hook them on to Bob Dylan, this is not on, not on the list. Like, yeah. It might not be my number one, but his, the playfulness of the lyrics, the playfulness of his voice, um, and, and like I say later on where songs don't get to breathe as much as I think this one kind of does, they're successful because Bob Dylan uses his voice to make those moments that are not musically superlative excellent because he does things with his voice. I don't think he has to go that far out of his way on this one just because the, the music is good but he does do those cool flourishes with his voice which i don't think he doesn't always do i would say if you are a fan of blues rock listen to this otherwise it's good like if if i'm me yeah yeah which i am oh that's good (laughs) (laughs) this is very convenient for this particular argument yes i would not have want to if you showed me this song almost before any other song that's the thing, though. He's such a fucking cultural fixture. Like, there's no way to escape that 60s stuff. I would still have that in the back of my head. I'm like, I know. But if you, if the first song I ever heard was Mr. Tambourine Man, because that's probably the first one I remember, and then you played this for me, I would be like, oh, so he turns into this guy? Well, okay, so Honest With Me was our very first episode. Yeah, but Honest prior with me, to the podcast. Prior to the podcast, yeah. okay. But that's a weird one to start with. I mean, we started with a blues rock, upbeat blues to start our podcast. Is honest with me better than this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any, I feel like anyone could have wrote this song. Maybe not lyrically and maybe not delivered it in the same way. No. But anyone musically could have written this song. True. And I think that the musical bones are not his. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, for me, uh, the video is, is fun to watch for yeah. any new Bob Dylan fan um, or you kind of going through week by week with us that's great if you're a new fan uh but for me it's like it's like a like a fight song it's like a battle song it's like you can fight for whatever you want you can fight for love you can fight for religion you can fight for um you know have your orphan kids out fighting with you uh for but yeah for love for understanding for i i don't know it's kind of i think it's supposed to be anthemic in a way bob dylan doesn't have a whole lot of anthemic type of songs and that's pretty cool to have and i think it's a great opener for the record Did you know that we're a real podcast? I refuse to answer. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think that we're a real podcast because we have our new uh, soundproof stuff. It's still up. in progress. It's still in progress, but you can hear it. You can hear it in here. Oh, so I'm hoping you, hoping you can hear it out there. And if you want to continue to support the show in any way possible, uh, you can in so many ways. You can follow us on Twitter, SOTWPod. You can follow us on Instagram, SOTWPod. You can follow us on Facebook, SOTW Pod. I know you're waiting for me to like not say SOTW Pod, but I'm going to keep doing it because it's everywhere. Uh, Just remember that part. That's right, everywhere. And uh, you can email us with uh, some more information about those images. I don't know from the shows. I don't know. That'd be really cool. If people were like, from the music. I video. know. Yeah, and you can rub it in my face. That's totally fine. Uh, send those emails to SOTWPod at gmail dot com. And if you want to give us a dollar and have uh, just the next episode, random episode given to you you will be the sponsor of it and we cannot guarantee the quality either from us or from the song itself but you will have it, and it will what be host way thinks about 
the episode that he was given. I hope that he likes the song. I think I think most people are fi- at least fine with the existence of the song. I don't think you like Bob Dylan and you're just instantly turned off by this song. You might not care for it, but hopefully you care for this episode. And we really appreciate you being in our life for sure. I mean, all of every, all of our patrons, of course. Um, Kelly, we were we also have a playlist that you can follow, where we create a playlist about the song and we riff on the song. And then we listen to it all week with the song in question. Lots of songs on the playlist on Spotify. What do you think about the playlist this week for Thunder on the Mountain? I completely forgot that we knew that for a second. Yeah, me too. Except it's right here <laughs> in my face. In yes. <laughs> playlist was great. Yeah, playlist was really good. Uh, I got it by voices. I think that I've maybe listened to them once or twice. Like maybe I don't me too. know. Me too. I was happy I put it on there. Yeah, it was a cool little bridge song you know kind yeah. of like building into it it's so one. short and it was really neat until like the weird 60s flute comes in but even then really great it was still still rolling so welcome back to the to the playlist to our playlist world alicia keys two songs on here hell got, yeah uh unthinkable which you put on there i put fallen just because you know but there's also tons of them that you definitely I mean, fallen know. is one that is one but unthinkable is my favorite unthinkable it's good it's great so that kind of bookends our our playlist uh we but we actually listened to alicia keys for empire state of mind when we listened to hard times in new york town that's right back in episode 16 uh replacements welcome back for uh dose dose of thunder uh acdc thunderstruck uh the riff is amazing but man it's tough to you want to talk about tough don't tell me about bob dylan talk to me about acdc in 1989 or the whatever Daffy no, 1990 is, is bad it's bad lead belly for the sixth time uh i love that performance i went up on the mountain where he's on uh wnyc folk songs of america on february 6 1941 this is three months before bob dylan was born uh thrice for the third time uh moving mountains coulter wall you put on there snake mountain blues m83 for the second time on a white lake the near the green concert. mountain they were big back in 2000. And I saw them like Tegan and Sarah and the Killers or something. Yeah, that would be a thing. So I chose it just because nice spacey ambiance, you know, whatever. Uh, Marvin Gaye and uh, Tammy Terrell. Um, but third time for Marvin Gaye and the Mountain High Enough, baby. Oh, and that was on. a really, I love that transition in there. Guided by Voices, welcome to, for the very first time, all of these artists. Guided by Voices on Gold Heart Mountaintop Queen Directory. Loved it. I Just really wonderful. I'm so happy. It reminds me of the name of that uh, Connor Oberst. Uh, oh, side project, something committee, something welcome committee, or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. The, uh, I do. Oh, oh, better oblivion community club yeah. or whatever. Just better, the name because it's yes. like a big thing. Yes, yeah. it's a big thing. Uh, White Zombie, Thunder Kiss 65, oh, excellent, yeah. excellent. Fucking love the shit out of that. Good. John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. What a classic. Totally forgot that song. All about it. How dare you? Absolutely wonderful. Palace Music, 1995, The Mountain Low. That was really good, too. I, I want to fuck a mountain. Okay. Whoa. That's, that's cool. All right. I like the energy. Wild Cub, Thunder Clatter. This was very 2014. That end and, and Monsters and Men. Yeah, Thunder same. Sound. Those two yeah. are like. When we first moved here, it was like that song. That song, yeah. And uh, Lord. Lord was oh, on yeah. the place there. Uh, of Monsters and Men, that specific song and Thunderclatter for me was mm. just like that's on every playlist. It's on ninety four seven on repeat all yeah. the time, yeah. and very informative for me. That that album, the um, Wildcat album, it's like Cities or something. I listened to that when I was like working out. I was like, mm. oh shit, this is the best. And yeah, I guess he still made music, but the last one that came out was twenty seventeen. Just one album after that, so I don't know if they're still around. That's a banger. I yeah, no, they're great. They're, that, that was great, and like just having that with of Monsters and Men, I was like, oh shit, that they're like the same song, and 
I guess I didn't realize they were from Iceland. And then when we went to the oh, Rock wow. and Roll Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame in uh, Reykjavik, it was like, mm. Alfonso and Matt, there's like a whole wing <laughs> dedicated. It's like Bjork and Alfonso and <laughs> Already. And Sigurus. It's like, that's, yeah. that's the whole <laughs> museum. I did not realize that yeah. at all. Uh, LSD, Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. Didn't realize they were a whole thing. I knew they did Mountains. a little project, but I could not care less. It's great. Mountains, I, I enjoyed fun. it. And then I added uh, three songs that are on that we talked about here. Leroy Carr's Getting All Wet, Coco Arnold's Munal Twister, and Memphis Mindy's Ma Rainey. <laughs> Kelly, we're also people in the world this week of 2020. Summertime is upon us. We have holed up in our dark studio, and we also listen to lots of stuff. So in addition to Bob Dylan's Rough and Rowdy Ways, which you can listen to on uh, this old podcast feed, what else were you uh, doing over these last couple of weeks? I don't know that I've listened to it really any music beyond my like lo-fi playlist that i have that has like a billion songs on it um, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah i've just been listening to nothing but uh then we get politics patreon podcast again yeah. that'll forever rep at some point i'm just gonna have to not put it on the racks yeah, i no, mean it's just, just, cut out. just cut out. <laughs> this is just part of who you are and it's just a weird bad time for everyone everywhere yeah. and it's nice to just hear my friends in my ear all day, every day, because it just True. makes me feel not alone. It makes me feel like I don't have to think about anything. They're just talking about bullshit. I'm just like, thank God. Yeah. Anyway, what else have I been doing that isn't listening to music? Yeah. Because I said I don't do that anymore, apparently. Unless it's songs that I'm trying to learn on the guitar. Uh, started watching Insecure again. I, it stopped right. after the second season. I don't know, I guess because we forgot it was a show in between seasons two and three coming out. I wish half of season one was really good. So fucking good. Yeah. Insecure is incredible on HBO. Uh, I got a random email from HBO. I never hear from them. And they were like, the Insecure finale, you don't want to miss. And I was like, HBO. Is it over, over? Uh, no, I think it's just the end of the season. But I was like, what the fuck, HBO? Okay. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> you um, never have emailed me. You haven't told me about HBO Max. That's how important You've it is. You've never told me anything. But all of a sudden, yeah. I love it. So good. So if you haven't watched Insecure, please do so. I'll pick it back up. Uh, classic me. NBC, old NPC, NBC shows. Yeah. I never watched Will and Grace when it was on. Wow. So it came back, too. Yeah, I know. So I've been watching. I've watched a lot of random Will and Grace. Yeah, I think I've seen like one or two episodes max, but not oh, like Friends. Wow. Like Friends you was inescapable. Will and Grace, not so much. So watching that. I'm watched way mid, more Will and Grace. Midway through season two. So nice. that's fun. No spoilers. I mean, the casual sexism is real. Very 90s, though. And, yeah, like, deeply 90s. Yeah. But you have to like know that, right? So anyway. Yeah, that's been neat. But I've been playing a lot of. Do you of, watch it on Hulu or something? Yeah, it's on, it, all of it's on Hulu now. It wasn't before. I think they just added it to Hulu, but it's all on there now. Neat. For for now until NBC, oh, whatever yeah, their streaming is, now. takes it away. Um, Ken Burns Jazz. I know this is Daniel yeah. on repeat. This from, is 2019. I know. I think I recommended well, it like four times. Yeah, so I'm on the third. Oh, We're, I just finished the third. What are we at musically? Episode. We're in the 20. 1927, I think, is the one I just talked finished. about. The song's West End Blues, right? That's mm-hmm. the, okay. Yeah, that's the, last, that's the one that ends that episode. That's what I was trying to tell you. Was like That's like the formative thing. Right. Everything stems from West End Blues. Which is nuts. Which is nuts. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend like listening to it a lot. Like I've really gotten it deep in my bones, even though it doesn't help me at all. And I don't think it's really a thing, but it's very cool to kind of like, at least I know what that is. It's important to a lot of people. Yeah. But I did forget the name of it. So, is it that important to me? So, yeah. West End Blues, that's what it was.
mostly I've been playing my guitar and I've been playing yeah. video games. Got back into Skyrim. Oh, yes. Untitled Goose Game. It's a little indie game where you yes. literally play as a goose. Uh, it was the best, maybe, I don't know. It might be the best 10 hours I've ever spent playing a video game. Because I played the I saw through. you playing it. Yeah. You it were, a, you I literally, done. for an entire day, I just played it. Did you not know about the game? Or? No, I never. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, you're about a year late. Yeah, I know. That. I know. It was a phenomenon. But, oh, my God. Just fucking perfect. Amazing. Yeah. And I, like, I played it until I got all the achievements because you had to play it again, but under short time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Worth every Take the fucking picnic basket. Minute. Get it in that lake. And then Rocksmith, I just found out, was a thing. You so showed Rocks, me videos of Rocksmith. Rocksmith is yeah. real-life Guitar Hero. Is that the way we would describe it? It's more realistic Guitar Hero because you play with an actual guitar, any guitar. And you just use an audio interface or the patented Ubisoft, whatever, tone cable is what it's called, to connect it to your, if you have a 360 version or whatever. I have on the PC, I just got it from Steam. I was feeling really nostalgic about Guitar Hero. Yeah. And I was about to spend a lot of money on controllers that are now incredibly expensive to play it. And then I found out about a Rocksmith. I don't like playing rock, uh, Guitar Hero Rock Band back in 2006 and 2007 yeah. when this song came out. Oh, um, yeah. Was, I, I, I loved, was on there. fucking loved it. And the whole time I was like, man, it'd be really cool if they could like one day make this for the actual guitar. Right. And then I kind of remember people talking about it, doing it. But you weren't a guitarist back then. And I didn't know that it actually came out. Yeah. And it did, turns out. So Amazing. It looks really cool. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, you just like, you know, it's, if you ever are familiar with Rock Band or Guitar Hero, same kind of concept, but it's actually a whole neck of the guitar yeah. and, and it reads your movements. And I don't know that you could learn, quote unquote, to play the guitar, but you certainly can play along with your favorite songs after yeah. you're done with it, which is amazing and a fun Super thing to cool. do. So, wild. Nothing else will make you play the guitar more. That's all you need. Yeah. I do nothing but listen to music, so I don't. I didn't watch. I don't think I watched anything. Yeah, oh, I did watch Jell's Marble Runs. So oh, last right. week tonight brought me to the Marble Runs, and I've watched every single video on that channel. That's uh, three Marble Olympics. They got a Marble Marbolo, yeah, um, racing Marbolo racing or whatever. Sure. So they they race. Yeah, I'm definitely um, I'm a Green Ducks fan. So if any other Green Ducks fans, out, no, 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 just the Green <laughs> Green Ducks. Um, <laughs> So, you know, if you're if you want to talk, we can talk. Um, uh, sort of Team Momo fan as well. So just uh, if, if you're curious, uh, Rough and Rowdy Ways, I can't recommend it enough as we did for a whole hour and a half. Uh, I kind of mentioned Jeff Rosenstock last time we did a podcast. No Dream is like it's going to be hard. I, I at first I was like it's not as good as Post, but I I was wrong. It's it's better than it's just it, he d- can't do wrong. He can't do wrong. He just sums up a, a an era. Kind of like Dylan can in a way too. Like not to compare the two because they're just completely different artists. But like, just you hear the song, you're just like, oh, this is so 2020, so 2020. And you know, you heard about that post in 2018. It's like, oh, it's so 2018. It's just hard to escape it because you're always like in the muck and the mire, and you're like, I just want to listen to something event, and it's always just going to be, oh, let me listen to No Dream, and just kind of like, whoo, you escape it, but you can still feel it, and you just get mad about it and angry about it. Another great record that came out. Um, is run the jewels they, they released mm-hmm. their fourth record and it's prescient and amazing and was dealing with police violence recorded you know last in 2019 and being released now it just like is terrible shitty that the country is still and it will be that way for a long you know it's just like i don't know it starts to spiral out at that point but uh but run the jewels uh you know lp and mike are like 
really inspirational and it's really fun. It's not a dark, dark record. It's really great. I highly recommend that as well. I think that'll be on the on the, the top twenty list for sure. Um, there's a Kansas City band called Black Kids, Black Star Kids. They released a record called Surf. It's like a weird kind of shoegazy kind of like indie pop. Uh, really good. I recommend that as well. I don't know that much about them, but I know they're from Kansas City. And uh, Daniel Romano, Daniel Romano has a band called Daniel Romano's Outfit. They recorded Infidels, the Bob Dylan record, as a what could have been. Uh, they recorded as Bob Dylan and the Plugs, hmm. so the punk band, the Plugs, that we saw. Oh, right, right, during, right. Yeah, so they're playing all, they're covering Infidels in the style of the Plugs, so kind of like a 1980s, not like punk in like a hardcore punk sense, you know, fast punk or whatever, but just kind of like the punk of the time. Like that performance yeah, like the performance, yeah. So that kind That's of, that awesome. style of everything. So they're playing, they they released Infidels, the Infidels album, the eight songs on it, as the plugs, you know, as the what could have been. Uh, so shout out to Virgil, um, listener of the podcast, for that tip, because I love I love Daniel Romano. He's excellent. But um, I didn't know he was doing this. But those are my recommendations uh, for us being alive. And next week, Kelly, we are going to be diving into Series of Dreams. Uh, not on any album. It's actually on the Bootleg Series Volume 1 through 3. It could have been on No Mercy, and he passed it up. It could have been on Under the Red Sky, and he passed it up. It should have been on them. It's a good song, but it's not. So we're going <laughs> to – but they did end up making a video. Probably the video was made in a way to probably sell the Bootleg Series Volume 1 through 3 because oh, okay. it's a retrospective. But we're going to get some cool visuals, some cool artwork and stuff in the video, which I think we're going to see a lot of clips that we have seen already. But they are about 15 years apart. This would have been in 1991, too. And we watched Thunder on the Mountain from 2006. So there's going to be a lot of clips from that time in between that we're not going to see that don't exist yet. Blow your mind. So, Kelly, thanks for hanging out. Oh, sure. You're welcome. We'll see you next (laughs) week to continue Music Video Month, our final Music Video Month. Series of Dreams. See you then. Okay, bye. Bye. Simple walk to the corner store Mama never thought she would be getting a call from the coroner Said her son's been gunned down, been gunned down Can you calm now? Tears in her eyes, can you calm down? Please ma'am, can you calm down? But it rained fire in the city that day They say A river of blood in the streets She's stuck there singing, baby, don't you close your eyes. This could be our final time, and you know I'm horrible at saying goodbye. And I think of all you could have done, at least you'll stay forever young. I guess you picked the perfect way to die.